Blog Talk Radio. Tweet, yeah. tweet, tweet three or four. 
<laughs> you know where you can send your uh, your uh, your Gamer Forge questions if you do have one. We'll be uh, monitoring our uh, Facebook chat. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be bringing it up presently, so we'll be uh, monitoring that. So you can just ask me online at uh, and that's Dungeon Crawlers Radio on the old Facebook, eh? Yeah. Hey, uh, where are you at, Dallas Gamers Club? Why, yeah. Why, we haven't heard from you in like a week. They defeated the lich. They got the lich. Yeah. The dude sacrificed himself. All problems solved. Moss kudos yeah. too. That yeah. sounded like it was going to be an. That sounded like an epic game. So, uh, besides Dallas Gamers Group, maybe there's like a Santa Fe well, there's, or a, there's a what, Seattle Gaming Group that used to come yeah. into us regularly. Uh, a Pawtucket. Was there a San Diego? <laughs> um, I think we had San Diego once. Ishpeming, Michigan. Where are you at? Send us an email. Come on. <laughs> yeah, Poughkeepsie, New York. Yeah. Come on, where are you? Represent. Shout out to Chris in New York. Hey, Chris. Hey, Chris. <laughs> How you doing, Chris? What's going on? Still at that thing? He's at that thing. Wow. So you guys have looked at the new D&D? Yep. That Very that? much so. Um, technically, I have all three books right now. Oh, shut up. All right. Up. Tell, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. Tell me that it's moving back to role-playing and away from wargaming. Yes. Everyone else. They, they, they brought the yeah. story back. Um the, they brought the role play back. back into it, so. Hallelujah. And not only that, they've also designed it in a way that you can take rules or portions of the game out that you don't want to use. They're, okay. They flat out said, if you don't like that rule, throw it out. I so, bet Dungeon Masters are loving that when players oh, say, yeah. I don't like this rule. What's this critical hit thing? I don't yep. like it. Now, the, the, start of, the start of, of, the, uh, of it is actually really nice. He just says, these are, these are guidelines. guidelines. These are guidelines. Guidelines. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead, chat. So I have a unique yeah experience. I hadn't ever played Dun- Dungeons and Dragons until <laughs> the fifth edition. Oh, I was a late bloomer. It's okay. I wanted to, and talk, I've actually spent like four or five years trying to get into this yeah. really exclusive. Have if it's any consolation, I never played three five. Never get into it. Yeah, he, he was yeah. he was serving the country, his country. Yeah, he missed that whole era. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah, but yeah, uh, I loved it mm-hmm. as a new person to Dungeons Dra- Dungeons and Dragons. Sorry, can't talk. Um, I was a little bit nervous because I I really wanted to have fun. I really wanted to be able to participate. But I had no idea what I was getting into, and the whole experience was uh, creating my character was a lot of fun, and I had a blast. I could I don't think we stopped laughing. Like I mean, and just having such a good time. Our whole group was was awesome. Is with Eric the red that isn't a redhead? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Eric the red who hair is actually black. Yeah, he was our no barbarian noble, nobleman. Well, I'm stoked. Oh, awesome. and you didn't have anything to say about the uh, the drunken bard that followed everybody around? Yes, and I kept him drunk. That you did. All I have to say <laughs> cool. is I have to give Ellen props for taking my kids to a tower with some old grandma and then he talked them into slobbing. <laughs> it was the best. It no messed weapon, us Nothing up. but a broom, and he talked them into slobbing. <laughs> It was such a. It was, it was so fun. It yeah. It made um, playing it really easy, easy to understand. Good. I'm still trying. I'm still trying to figure out why we had had the idea that we needed to age the body to make it look like she died a long time ago. I don't know. <laughs> why did you guys try doing that? I don't know. I was drunk. 
I wasn't that drunk. I guess no. we could have just said, well, we went out and found her and someone killed her. Well, they did behead her. Yeah, yeah it was, and then it was we didn't final. have the head. Yeah. Hey, I think I played it off really well because, you know, one of Revan's kids like, and I killed her. Like, yes, and we found the murderers for you to seek justice upon. <laughs> that was that was when I realized my character is not good and is definitely chaotic. So let's, let's enough about us. Let's talk about Johnny. Johnny, what do you think about us? I think you're wonderful. Okay, I am, good. I am, I, am, I, am, I am just stoked to hear that the new Dungeons and Dragons has returned to storytelling because the last one before this one where it's all moving pieces yeah. around that was gamed at, uh, that was geared at the gamers you know yeah. but not the storytellers and I grew up in the storytellers world where mm-hmm. the dice were you know okay I mean you used them every once in a while but for the most part it was just characterization and that's okay. how I learned how to write and went, mm-hmm. was from dun- being a dungeon master mm-hmm. so returning to that do you remember that old game with vampires called Vampire yeah Vampire yeah. Yeah. Masquerade yeah. yeah we call that the storyteller system that yeah. was so great I remember sitting around with my friends on that this was after when we when we got tired of D and D and brought it into a more um, cult, more current time setting, mm-hmm. we would play for hours and never touch our dice and just be in characters. And you know, and most of those people are through therapy now, and they've done very well. <laughs> <laughs> no, one of the things that really impressed us because uh, it was Gen Con uh, two, three years ago. Three years ago. Three, yeah. When Gen they, Con 2012. Yeah. Well, they they got up there and they said, they admitted, hey, fourth edition. We screwed up. Really? Yeah, and you know we know it's broken. It doesn't work. So we're gonna play test this and roll out a new system, and we're gonna get you know everyone's feedback. The game designers, the people that play the game, and they they did a pretty solid uh, beta test of that. I mean, we participated. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. With that, and I, I think they came out with a pretty good product. It's a cornerstone of role playing games. It, mm-hmm. it, uh, I remember back in my day when it first came out, I actually had to fight to uh, get into our game club, um, and we got uh, nearly we got expelled the first time we played it. The Indian Hills Middle School, Sandy, Ooh. Utah. I yes, remember that. me? <laughs> I told you. <laughs> but yeah, we had uh, they wouldn't let us play Dungeons and Dragons in our gaming club. Really? For a while, huh. we had to come back and petition it several times. Wow. And we had to say that we were playing all kinds of other games at the time. That's really... Chess and things. Maybe. I mean, that's really wow. Because I have a, a buddy of mine actually teaches uh, middle school kids, and he uses it every Friday. They play yeah. Dungeons & Dragons. I mean, they're not out fighting monsters, but they're using the, the rule set because they're a big community, and they're going around. They have to sell. They have to trade. They have to barter. If orcs attack, you know, they have to defend the town. Mm-hmm. So it's... And he's it's improved... You know their math skills, their social skills. So yes, huh. they, mm-hmm. school should use it. It's I think it's social, and that yeah. is better than a lot of things that happen. So if nothing else, but I, I love the old stuff. Yeah, it's kind of hard yeah. for kids to shout out uh, racial epithets and claim to be your father when they're sitting across the table from you. I'm making a call. I'm making a Call of Duty reference. Yeah, I Call of Duty uh-huh. multiplayer uh-huh. reference. Yeah, right. 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 Uh, yeah. The anonymity of the internet. The yeah. Anonymity. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, sure. so question then, Johnny. Uh, is, uh, what other sorts of games then uh, shaped your early gaming experience? Then, what was that like? Oh well, um, I'm an old man, but uh, Dungeons and Dragons was huge. It had a huge impact on me. I remember buying. Um, I forgot what the name of the convention was, I'm a, but it was before the hardcover books. We just had a little 
folded eight and a half by eleven things, uh, mm-hmm. chain mail. I mean, yeah, I, I was in it then. Okay. And then moved into the wow. And when those new books came in, the player's handbook, the Dungeon Master's Guide, I mm-hmm. lived on that. I, I became the Dungeon Master. I was the world creator. It was written on the wall right then and there. And then I followed it through and kept playing with it. And the, the fantasy aspect became secondary just for the the, the, the storytelling. And mm-hmm. and I, I immediately started writing my own dungeons, my own modules, my own plots, and throwing people into it to the point um, that I remember through college where I would I would um, I was I was hated by my friends because I didn't want to do anything else. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Wow. But anyway, that that started it and the storytelling on that that part of it. Awesome. Well, uh, let's take just a brief moment because Drew is going to uh, kind of do the announcement of where we're at because we're not there. We're not there, ladies and gentlemen. We are here now. Here is Gamers Inn in Lehigh, Utah. Uh, We would like to thank Michael, uh, who is the owner and the runner of Gamers Inn. Uh, This is a fantastic new establishment down here on Lehigh Main Street. I'm getting the address for you right now. It is 1245 Main Street in Lehigh, Utah. Um, We are very excited about this partnership, so you will be able to come find us here on Thursdays from 6 to 8, and probably later, because we'll probably stay and play some games here. You should come check this place out. It's board games, it's uh, tabletop games, it's card games, it's, it's kind of everything combined in one with a really awesome tavern feel. So, uh, the tagline is the adventure begins. I hope I didn't murder that. I think it's, it starts here. Adventure begins here. Adventure starts here. Um, and when you walk in, that's exactly what it feels like. Big wooden tables. They've got some lanterns on the walls. Everything is kind of, you know, finished off to feel like you're at a tavern. Where, ironically, you know, uh, Drew and I joked about this. That's where every normal role-play game normally starts. They yeah. No, absolutely. If, they, yeah. if yeah. they had, like, a big pot of stew on the fire, it would be perfect, right? So, um, <laughs> I think a fight's breaking out. <laughs> oh, gosh. Right? we got to go break those crazy yeah. guys up. Uh, it's fantastic. So we're very excited about the partnership. You know, you'll be able to hear more and see more from us here down at Gamers Inn in Lehigh. Um, check them out at GamersInLehigh.com, and that's N-I-N-N. Uh, so GamersInLehigh.com, or uh, just... Get your butts down here and check it out. They're on Facebook, correct? They're, They're on, on Facebook, Check yeah. it out on Facebook, too. Hey, guess what? Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing is, there's a window. You can yeah. actually stare at us through the window. Yeah. So yeah. Does, does that mean that when Dan Wells comes on the show again, I stand out there and look through the window? <laughs> <Ooh>. is, that, <laughs> is that restraining order still in place? I do. Yeah. I do. Well, I have a there's no evidence. Oh, this is this is from the lost episode. Yeah, there's there's okay. no evidence because it's the lost episodes, right? <laughs> so technically, Rev did not call me out for being a stalker on Dan Wells, which I'm not. So, um, But now there's a window, so people, you can come stalk us. And if you come down tonight, you can stalk Johnny Werther. Yes. All right, I'm going to take off. You guys run the rest of the show. Hopefully we have some Gamer Forge stuff. Um, and now we can come up with something. You can come up with something. Yeah. Johnny can come up with something. I've got stuff. you got stuff. All right. I've seen things, man. Man, I just, I've seen things. Okay. That reminds <laughs> My me. buddy Reynolds rolled two ones in a row. It was, it was horrible. It was ugly. The horror. The horror. That reminds me of a meme I saw Marco. a while ago. Okay, you guys know Skyrim? Yeah. Okay, so it has a meme. It has a picture of, of one of the Imperial Guards that you meet at the very beginning of the game, right before you customize your character. <laughs> and the meme says, 
Japan, this one time I was arresting his, this prisoner, and all of a sudden he started changing his face, and his, and he became a woman, and then his, <laughs> I've seen some shit. <laughs> it's funny. Then we can attack my dragon. What the heck? I, that I love that game. It's weird part about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a dragon. No big deal. No big deal. I haven't seen okay. him in a thousand years, though. In a thousand years? Yeah. Boss, right? but, see, but, but there is a precedent for the dragon. There is no precedent for somebody changing their appearance. Like that. Very true. Okay. So, well. We've got to wait for Ooh. Revan to leave, and then we're going to get really dirty. I know. Why won't he leave? <laughs> so... so Go go ahead. No, I was no, going to say you were just saying something about shapeshifters. Oh, I is, was. Is, that a, is this a perfect lead-in no, for it, you? It could be. Yeah. All right. It's. Um, it's... Bye, Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh, that yeah. never leaves. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> All right. Pants <laughs> are coming <laughs> off. So he can hear us out there because they're broadcasting the show in, inside the store. But that's cool. Hey, he's uh, not in here. Right Revan, <laughs> stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> or what the, looks at us through the window. I have this crazy fear of not being able to like look out windows when it's nighttime. I really yeah, feel like something's gonna to jump. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> probably gonna serve you well in life. <laughs> okay. I think it's a fight or flight, right? Yeah. That's good. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna give you the elevator pitch for Eleanor because I've memorized it. Oh my gosh! Don't turn around, Joe. <laughs> He's gone. That was a terrifying place to behold. Ginger. The way the light hit him on the back and gave him that glow. Yeah. Raven, we miss you. Um, Okay. (laughs) Well, it's a story. Eleanor is my young adult. It's uh, my second novel. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it's a story about a young girl hiding in plain sight in a small Wyoming high school. She has senses keener than her friends. She can mimic animal sounds perfectly, and her instincts tell her to blend in. Her mother, Tabitha, knows her secret. Her mother, Tabitha, knows the extent of her gifts, the true purpose of them. But Tabitha is dying of cancer, and Eleanor is terrified of facing the future alone. Then David, Eleanor's only friend in the world she's ever had, comes back to town. And Eleanor's talents begin to emerge erratically and threaten to expose her as the inhuman thing she is. Hmm. It's based on a... um, I got goosebumps. A couple of things came came to me when I was writing it. Um, there's a there's a Navajo legend of the Skinwalker. Mm-hmm. If you know that mm-hmm. shapeshifter, it's basically in that particular um, folktale line. It's a shapeshifter is not the, a Skinwalker isn't necessarily a different creature. It's a magician who learns these things. So it's you know you're initiated into it. It's a magic user, if you will. Mm-hmm. But I took the idea and then did some research a, across all cultures and about every culture on the planet has some kind. of of shapeshifter, but be it a rope or a skinwalker, they all have something. Mm-hmm. So then I got the idea from my days of Dungeons and Dragons of the Doppelganger. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can picture the original Monster Manual photo right now of that little cre- that creature with the head and everything. Anyway, it's great. And that I thought of as the apex predator, mm-hmm. lost as the ultimate outsider. And I wrapped this very, very literary weighty story in a young adult coming of age story mm-hmm. but it's 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 about trust it's about post-traumatic stress disorder it's about predation and it's and it won book of the year 
And um, I, somebody said I've been nominated. No, I can't say that yet. Anyway, I'm hoping for more things. <laughs> a nomination might be coming. A, a nomination could be coming. I have, Very well. I think I have a few people. Man. It's, but it's a, it's, a, it's and it's a horror. It's I don't know what it is. I actually wrote it, and then they told me what it was. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put this on the real mad show. Works for me. Horror. Good. Fantasy. Sure. Fine. If you're selling it, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. So does it have a, a normal place on the shelf, or is it kind of in different spots? I um, Somehow, Barnes & Noble put it in science fiction and fantasy, and I've been okay. screaming for them to put it in young adult because yeah. it sells better. And yeah. it's, mm-hmm. there's n- there isn't anything objectionable for a young adult audience. Now, that was that was key to me. It has, you know, Beatrice sells very adult. Okay. But this... They're both very adult. This one, however, has nothing overtly objectionable. No bad sure. words, no no, yeah. no scenes, nothing that will really traumatize you the way Beatrice will. Beatrice is still a great movie. Not as much as what Twilight did to most people. Well, <laughs> actually, yeah. That's, okay. see, I wrote Eleanor, and I was I, shortly after I'd written, um, not written, <laughs> written uh, read The Hunger Games, and I realized you can do anything you want to in a young adult book as long yeah. as you just keep keep it toned down. Right. You can have children fight each other to the death yeah. for the pleasure of the masses, which seems to me like a little bit out of, out of the room. No, yeah. no, that's just a bit. Totally okay. Totally okay. acceptable. Good. Let's do three movies. No, four. Do four, four. movies. <laughs> yeah. So I figured I can do anything, so I just made my protagonist young enough and let her face these, these adult human problems as, an, as the ultimate outsider who is not human trying to be human. And it's... Um, I hate to give it away like that, but uh, if you... I had one reviewer who, who got the book when it first came out and forgot what it was about because it took so long for her to read it. And when she started reading it, it surprised her when it happened because there's, it, it's, a, it's a slow reveal. And uh, you won't have that now since I've told everybody at the table. But it's still <laughs> I have a terrible memory. Whoop. Good. I'll still be surprised. So, slow reveal for what? It's a female protagonist? Female protagonist. Okay. okay. There you go. There, that's it. That's <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, that's a good problem Damn, to spoiler. have, though. That you I know. We'll go for the hard noble, one. Um, thinking it should be classified as an adult book. I mean, that's it's a double-edged sword, right? Yeah. Because they're saying the story's weighty enough that it should be in, in sci-fi or uh, standing on its own, um, where you want it to live in YA. Obviously, it sells better, and you've got a, a YA protagonist. I think it's a good problem to have. Yeah. But still, you want them to change it. So Barnes & Noble... Because we know that you, as the person named Barnes and Noble, listen to us. <laughs> Mr. Barnes, yeah. Mr. Noble. Yeah. Ms. We're Noble. talking directly. Yeah, oh, Ms. Ms. Noble. Ms. Ms. Noble, we're talking directly to you. Don't tell Mr. Noble, he'll be upset. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, um, it's, very, it's my best seller so far, and it's, um, it's a standalone. I have to throw that out there because I, um, I was also reading uh, George Martin. Oh, oh boy. And I realized how much I hated books that weren't over when they were over. So um, <laughs> Eleanor is the first book of a trilogy, continues on, but the first one is a complete standalone. And That's awesome. So, so are wonderful. you saying you you don't go into great detail what they eat for breakfast? I don't. No, oh, no, man. No. No. Just lack of immersion right there. Yeah, I, I was just in Santa Fe. I thought I was going to run into him. I talked to somebody who, who <laughs> sold him a house, and I figured, okay, I'm close now. <laughs> you know, I didn't run into him. I was going to talk to him about a few things, but George. And, well, can I say to George, you know, except for don't kill everybody. <laughs> kill them all. Anyway. So, you know, and uh, this has been my first year. Next, my this has been my breakout year, I think. Yeah. Um, you might, maybe some of you have seen me at Comic-Con. If you haven't, yeah. uh, look for the guy in tie-dye who's being obnoxious in the corner. That's me. And we, but, we have his... We have his picture actually posted up on our website. So, if you want, and somebody failed to uh, notice their phone Where was not it? silenced. Oh. How dare they? It's oh. lost. I have no idea where yeah. it is. I really is it don't. In the myriad folds of fur you're wearing. 
Yes, uh, for the, for those who aren't watching our live birth. video feed, Johanna I have is, no idea. Johanna is, is, or sorry, <laughs> is uh, is uh, totally draped in uh, in mink coats. Like it's she's got like five so layers. Her. No, it's, it's actually forty seven Ewoks. So. Yeah, <laughs> oh my God. she's she is wearing the uh, the skin Ewoks of her uh, the the vanquished Ewok pose. <laughs> I'm usually against uh, real fur, but if they're Ewok fur, go for it. All right, <laughs> tear them apart. Hey, sorry. Did you guys know sorry. that Ewok was never actually said in the movie? Nope. It was in the credits. Ewok. But no one ever said their name. Like, no one in the movie Man, mentioned. Man, where was that in Geek Trivia on Saturday night? I know. <laughs> I, for, I just remembered it. I should have asked Man, that. Man, I yeah. really missed out on this. It was so fun. Man. Well, we'll go over that later. Though. Yeah. I, I hope they plan something else now since college is over with and I can actually think straight. Oh, there'll yeah. be, there'll be more things coming. There better be. Are you guys freaking out about the new lightsaber or are you okay with yes. it? I like totally it. Okay. Did you, totally okay. okay. Totally okay. I, shared, uh, I actually shared something on our yeah. Dungeon Crawlers Facebook t- uh, today or mm-hmm. last night. Yeah. Um, that was the Stephen Colbert, Colbert uh, explains it. And it was perfect. I was like, "Wow, that was awesome." Okay, uh, it's actually it's go ahead. They're not it's a fiction people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that that, that deserves a bump if you're. Oh, there we go. Um, I I was really baffled because there was such an outrage that it had the like the the handle guard. Well, yeah, even I was like, "How does that work? That doesn't make sense." I have a sword from chopping your hand off, but a lightsaber would cut right through, and it's like. I, you're arguing the merits of a design of a lightsaber. This is a merit of a design are of something real, that doesn't true. naturally yeah. work in, thic- <laughs> in in physics as we know yeah. now as it is. So don't. Although we're close though. We are close. We can. Yeah. We. They're real. <laughs> I don't care what you guys say. It's real. Well, they've, ne- they've never had they've never had hilts before. That's never been a problem. Yeah. I'm sure OSHA came in and said, "Listen, you got to do something about yeah. that." <laughs> yeah. Come on, children are watching this. Come on. <laughs> yeah. It's there a, it is. This is this is my this is my whole thing about this, and this is my begin on my soapbox. It is a sci-fi show, people. Yeah. It is supposed to take you to a uh, world where everything is possible. By the means of just because it is awesome and future. Yeah, in a world Be- where Jar Jar Binks can exist. Okay, yes. I want to talk so about that. that. Is there going to? Are we going to see? Um, the the three original ended with the Ewoks, which is the low point in science fiction history, as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> and then picked up again with Jar Jar. Um, and I think, I, which overall, I think is the lowest point of uh, sci-fi. Right after it, yeah, I think probably. It. And uh, do we expect to see something else cute and adorable made for the? Uh, Toy market that Lucas I, I think they showed it with the uh, the R two D two on a ball. That's it. I, I, I think. think that's I think that's as far as oh, we're gonna get. Thank you. That's good to hear. Go back to the lost, uh, the lost episode. <coughs> Dan Love was talking about how the mindset of the people at Disney has changed. Uh, Joe, I think you're. I think you're. I got. Do I have the court of you've shame? You've got the court of shame. So none of what okay. you said. So, out. Okay, so going back to the – am I still coming in? You're coming in. Now. Okay, so to the last episode, Dan Wells had commented about – or made an observation about the mindset of Disney as a whole. That they're, they're – uh, because Michael Eisner is no longer in charge, mm-hmm. they've, they've changed their focus to actual s- storytelling, to actually making things more credible. You know, definitely evidenced in, like, the Marvel movies. And you can certainly see it in, the, like, all the Pixar films. Okay. Um, where – the focus isn't like make something marketable so we can sell as much product as we can. It's tell something, you know, make, make characters lovable and then the products will just kind of happen on their own. And you can see that in like in guardians of the galaxy because no toys 
no there was no toys or anything of Baby Groot before the movie came out. Nothing like that existed. Only until after the movie had come out and there was a huge response from fans asking for stuff like that did were toys licensed for it. Okay. And so the so that stuff happens on its own. And so I think the I think the little roller the soccer ball droid is as close as we're gonna get. It's pretty cute. It is, it is kind of adorable, yeah. Like that. I don't know. I worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is still definitely like yeah. a. There's like, well, history does tell us that yeah. we're probably going to see it. I will. I like. Let's talk Blade Runner. There was a there was a, uh, a web comment that came out talking about it, and it, it shows like the like the 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 you know the self officiating. Oh, the uh, new Star Wars trailer uh, trailers out. It better be crappy. And then it's like you know moments later, and it's like it shows that instead of being the adult person, it's a kid and he's playing with his toys again. And that is exactly that is exactly how I felt when I saw the trailer. I'm like, okay, fingers crossed. There's no lens flare and oh, no God, lens yeah. flare. <laughs> so, but, okay. So this Star is Trek. this has been this has been my argument with this, with the uh, Star Trek, uh, the J.J. Abrams Star Trek. The reason why he did this, the lens flare for that was because thematically it fit because it was a brand new spaceship. So he wanted it. To feel like you were in this brand new shiny. What are you smoking? Gotta believe it. Okay. <laughs> you don't have to. The, the man's crazy. The man's crazy. Sorry. Hey, hey, we we, yep. we just we just sang the praises about the uh, Star Trek, the Star Wars that trailer. Yeah, so that's point. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I see your point. Uh, the lens flare, frightening. I was, but there wasn't frightening. there wasn't lens flare. There was there was just the broadsword, uh, the 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 broadsword uh, lightsaber, which again. I saw the the things come out, and all I just thought was just awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I don't, you know, for the haters out there, just just let it turn go. your head off well, and just enjoy it for the entertainment I'm, that it's supposed to be. So I guess real yeah. quickly then before we, we oh, go yeah, back to you, about that time. is, I mean, this this kind of goes back to my argument is no matter what what appeared as as the lightsaber. I mean, it could have been like. Literally a flashlight. It could have been like he turns on the lightsaber and then like confetti pops out. People would have, would have people awesome. would have complaints. I mean, even if it, it like yeah. or even if he turns on the lightsaber and suddenly a hundred dollar bill pulls, pops out of your theater seat and you get to take it, people <laughs> would have complaints <laughs> because it doesn't because because the 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 I guess there because there's always going to be a very vocal minority no matter what. That will complain about anything, no matter how awesome it ends. It ends up being what they're doing, though, and is, is with both the original Star Wars and the reboot, and now the third one. Mm-hmm. Is this third one actually is touching, is treading upon people's child childhoods? Mm-hmm. The first one, you know, I was there in the seventies to watch mm-hmm. it down at the Center Theater, and when the new ones came out, I was I felt very. Um, territorial because sure. I'd grown up with mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And now there's a whole new generation that grew up with Jar Jar and, and oh. you know the Padawans, whatever. And so they're now also going to be threatened by the new iteration. Now, where maybe it'll be a good thing, but maybe it'll be a bad thing, but you're bringing back memories for everybody. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be fun, it'll, or it'll be terrible. Uh, all, <laughs> I say, all I can say, just imagine if they released <laughs> The Star Wars trailer, and that dude turned on his lightsaber and confetti confetti. Out. <laughs> that is the funniest thing I can possibly think of right now. 
there's just millions of fans punching their computers. <laughs> their like, there would be mobs in the streets hunting Abrams. <laughs> that is so funny. It's like, oh, we're going to give you some, but not a lot. Right. Starts playing wacky sax. It cuts to a single ever. frame of Pinkie Pie with crazy <laughs> eyes. <laughs> coming to town for Fan X. What's the one question you'd ask her about the new Star Wars? We'll go around. Start with oh, you, about the new oh, starting with me. Yeah. Okay. He's like, Johnny's taking control now. <laughs> okay. Um, so I guess the interview's so over. To, no. <laughs> and it has to concern the new Star Wars. Why not? Okay. Um, let's see. Did you do any cocaine on set? I was afraid you'd go in there. Oh. <laughs> do you still fit in the slave costume? Oh, my gosh. Really? I, <laughs> I mean, that's awesome, but really? I don't know. I, I just don't know a lot about Carrie Fisher. So. Uh, oh, well, see, that's really hard. I mean, I guess, yeah, that, that's a go-to question. How is craft know. services? Um, <laughs> um, I'll go for that. Yeah, I I don't know. Right. How How is it? Like, I guess she would probably be, like, mentoring I can picture her being like a motherly mentoring character, so I would probably ask her about that. As somebody my age, what I'd want to know is, will these original characters, Han Solo, mm-hmm. Princess Leia, Luke, who are now older people, and not necessarily at the prime of their swashbuckling careers, will they have a very cool role? Mm-hmm. And that's what I want to know. I want to, I want to see him kicking ass. Way I want to see the old folks win. Way to get all deep on us. Well, with and then ask her about her cocaine. Yeah. I was, you know, <laughs> with, with Harrison Ford breaking his leg on set, I'm pretty sure they did something. They swashed a little buckle. They, they probably swashed the little buckles right. around. It's going to be cool. Though. I yeah. Shot a, shot a few blasters at stuff. You know, do well, stuff. Do okay, things. so they can continue Star Wars with I love this. I just, I'm geeky. I'm going to talk about it. Sure. So let me ask you guys what you feel about the, re, about the reboot of Blade Runner, which is, a, to me, a sacred cow. Yeah. Do you guys care about that at all? I actually have not yet been able to sit through an entire uh, sitting showing of Blade Runner, sadly. I know. Wow. Huh. wow. I, I, That's kind of surprising. I, 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 I have to, I have to, you know, I'm, I'm going to put my geek card back on the table again after I, I uh, you know, revoke. It is released this year on the big screen. Okay, good. Uh, although I'm, yeah, I'm just kind of, a, I'm kind of afraid because I was, uh, I, I Felt the same trepidation when I heard that they were re-releasing or they were doing a remake of uh, RoboCop, and then I got even more jittery about it when I found out they were making a PG-13. Yeah, yeah. So we talk about that. I agree yeah. With that. What are you feeling? Are you a Blade Runner fan? Yes, actually, Blade Runner is one of my favorite films. Uh, it's actually one of the first films I saw Harrison Ford in, aside from Star Wars. Nice. But um, quite frankly, um, you can. Boy, because I mean that 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 uh, that sheep's been sheared many times, you know, with all the different re-releases and different cuts that have been released over the years, and the Blu-ray and all that jazz. Yeah. So, uh, it's a matter of like, what kind of story are they trying to tell? Because like to go back to Flagoon's reference to to the RoboCop thing, because RoboCop 2013 was yeah. a very different beast than RoboCop 1988. Yes. So or 1987. So, Blade. Yeah, I believe so. I'm pretty sure I actually just watched it recently. Yeah. So, um, but there, there were two, there were two very different things, and so that's why I kind of forgave the PG-13 rating. So if Blade Runner 16 is going to be or 20, I was 16, I think is what that's about. Um, is, you know, if, if it's a different thing, and they um, and they 
make it a, like make sure they know it's a different thing, not like a scene for scene retelling, but just with different actors, mm-hmm. sort of thing. I can, I'm willing to give it some leeway. So you, especially you don't want a cut for cut remake like they did Psycho with Vince Vaughn as uh, yeah. Norman Bates. Yeah, come on, so, Vince Vaughn as uh, Dresden. <laughs> or yeah, whatever. No yeah, no thanks. Come on. Um, but I'm, I'm just thinking is like. Um, well, I, th- I think it's a continuation of the story. Is where they're going with it. It'll be a sequel to it rather than a remake. Oh, see, then there you go. Yeah, see, then, you go. then then it's not fair to say, how dare they remake something that I love? It's well, I mean, as long as they at least well, treat can... it with the same level of well, respect. Well, now that like now you said Casablanca, but now mm-hmm. that you now that you said a, that a, though, it just yeah. looks to me like it's a blatant catch catch grab at uh, nostalgia bait. That's yeah, that's okay. exactly what it is. Which right? is yeah. the same Whoa. thing that happened with uh, you know RoboCop and uh, the uh, uh, the ever so forgettable Total Recall, which oh. is kind of humorous because that was what the whole show. Yeah, I, I like okay, that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Kudos for that. Yeah. The, the sad thing Good is, one. I didn't say that intentionally to be pun- to be funny. <laughs> I just thought I said that, and then I realized, oh wait, that's kind of a pun. <laughs> <laughs> You're so punny. Oh, oh man. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, right. yeah. It, it, it kind of sounds like it's going to be nostalgia bait, and it is actually going to be, oh, Dumb and Dumber 2. That's also nostalgia bait. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Which, again, so, very forgettable show. So then, so then was, was Blade Runner then formative in your years oh, as well? Oh, very much. I, I actually ended up getting a master's degree in film from the University of Utah. Oh, and oh it, wow. It was, it was huge. It was, that, was, that was Spider in the room. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, it's a very formative film for me. It's just great storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the director's cut is definitively wonderful and yeah but it was um it's a great storytelling it's it's just everything came together on the director's cut of that particular oh, movie. I agree. so it's yeah. like sadly making a sequel to that to me it's, it is worrisome because it is it will shine it, it can only yeah. shine bad light on a masterpiece yeah. it, sadly anytime i tried to watch blade runner i would either get hide the tv would get hijacked by either the wife or the kid so i have ah. tried Really, really hard. I've stayed up to like three o'clock in the morning. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna, I can watch Blade Runner, and then I fall asleep. What got mm-hmm. me with Blade Runner is I had the epiphany before the director's cut when the, only the original one was out there with a narrative, with mm-hmm. a noir thing. I figured out Decker was a replicant, mm-hmm. and I remember talking to my film teacher. Spoiler alert! Oh, sorry. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> I was just thinking to myself, Harrison Ford's in this. I'm gonna go watch it. Well, and you're totally sure. Well, yeah, but I was wrong mm-hmm. when I said that. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> but I, but I um, actually and then That's I cool. didn't do very well, and then um, uh, the director came out on the and said, "Yeah, of course he was." I actually had a chance to talk to Almost about it at uh, at Comic Con. Wow. Yeah, yeah, and he said mm. uh, nobody knew nobody knew on set. Really? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Huh. I thought that was cool. Yeah. <laughs> you're so smart. All right, it's uh, 40 minutes past the hour. Where you're listening to Dungeon Crawlers Radio live at Gamers Inn in Lehigh, Utah. We're with uh, author Johnny Worthen. He's going to be talking about his new book, or well, his books, Eleanor and Beatrice. Beatrice. Um, yeah. If you have any questions or you want to write into the Gamer Forge, you can reach us at uh, 801-626-226-1475. <gasps> Okay. That was great. a mouthful. You can always send an email at uh, info dungeoncrawlersradio dot com. We'll eventually uh, find, read that. Probably yeah. be for a question for next week. But yeah, or uh, check us up on uh, Facebook, uh, which is Dungeon Crawlers Radio. Twitter, which is DCR underscore Show, because Dungeon Crawlers Radio would probably take up half of your hundred forty character yep. limit. <laughs> yeah. Good point. Yeah. That's good thinking on that. And uh, then we're also on uh, Google Plus. So if you don't like Facebook, oh. you can go to Google. Huh. 
wow. with your, with your, with your five other friends in your circle. <laughs> Isn't it true? Oh, hey, I, oh, I have a circle of six. Wow. <laughs> took those circles and like legitimately had everyone make real circles and then they did the six degrees of uh six degrees of separation yeah that would be cool like google did like this whole world map and how showed how you could see how you're connected to people people. i could be connected to kim jong-un yeah yeah Ooh. Uh, your 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 mic's dead again. Oh. What? So so where's the train of thought that got you? Yeah, I'm being related. I, well, no, I'm not saying related, but I could get connected oh, because yeah. of the whole six degrees separation. I've kind of traveled a lot more than yeah. most people at this table, so who knows? I've been to London. I've been to Antarctica. I've been to oh. France. Nope. Oh, really? I have been. I have been. I have been to nowhere. I I have places. not been no, to anybody on this table's underpants at all. <laughs> so. Thank you. Thanks. Okay. Thanks. You're, you're welcome. Good. Oh, yet yeah. again. Yet again. Flagoon coming in for the low hanging tree. Okay. <laughs> well, so let's talk more about your yeah, book. Screw all oh, this stuff. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Way well, yeah, they're they're fantastic books. What can I say? If you don't own them now, what are you waiting for? What's um, wrong with you? What's wrong with you people? Um, I have one Christmas signing coming up in Leighton on the 11th. I have to plug that. Okay. Uh, Barnes and Noble, Leighton, five to eight o'clock this Thursday, a week from today. Awesome. So cool. come out and get a signed copy of the Young Adult Book of the Year. Um, yeah, that, I'm doing that. And then That's next great. year, uh, I have three novels being printed. I don't, I don't self-publish, so it's really, okay. it's a true hat trick. Uh, the second wow. book of in the in the unseen series called Celeste will come out in June. But before that, I had the Brand Demand, mm-hmm. uh, which is a mystery. Uh, see, you haven't asked me about my tie dye yet. And that's because I write so many freaking genres. Nobody okay. started paying me to write one thing yet. So I have horror, young adult. I have a true mystery coming out wow. with, with political undertones, kind of in the um, vein of um, the Monkey Wrench Gang, if anybody remembers the old Edward Abbey story. Anyway, environmentalist terrorists, if you will. Anyway, kind of cool. Very cool. That's mm-hmm. coming out in May from um, – uh, Cherokee McGee. If you're listening, Greg, hi. We got to talk about the cover, dude. And then <laughs> uh, we have, uh, and then and later th- later that year, I have I'm releasing. Um, oh, Greg's calling right now. Just kidding. Oh God, hi, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> Greg Lilly there. Um, no, uh, I have a, what I what I want to be my cornerstone. It's a it's a Tony Flanner mystery. It's a pseudo noir. Cool. Where the character's primary weapon is sarcasm, and it, it's it's a, it's a comedy. <laughs> Nice. Who are coming of age, middle age crisis kind of geek thing where um, he falls into a mystery that ultimately takes him to the um, world championship of a game very similar to StarCraft, huh. and uh, it's it's very cool. It's it'll it'll either make me a lot of fans or get me kicked out of the state. I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you call, we'll probably assume what it is. Yeah. If you're back here again for. Yeah. For its release, we'll, we'll probably know what it is. Yeah. What, what, yeah. Yeah. Hello, I'm calling in from Antarctica. <laughs> See your initials here on the wall. Well, it is summer there now, so there yeah. Beautiful here, just wonderful down there. Very flat, very very ice. What were you doing there? I was it was in the Coast Guard. Oh, okay. Yeah. We, we were uh, we were plowing out a uh, shipping field for uh, for the the. Now you said Antarctica. Antarctica. Oh, the, you mean the down, down, down part. So you got lost, is what you're saying? No, we did not get lost. We knew exactly where we were going. <laughs> but the coast guards to to. Oh, we we protect more coast, than just the coast. You protect it, the the, the whole coast part is a misnomer. Ah. Yeah. Global global 
Water guard. Global, global, uh, um, those areas of, of responsibility. I, I think Joe told me earlier that you were actually a pirate, and this is just a story. <laughs> um, we, uh, we, we, awesome. we try not to talk about that. Oh, shoot. I'm so <laughs> sorry. Oh, yeah. say that, especially, especially on air. You know. Oh, so, uh, <laughs> never mind about that. Oh, Ahoy. my gosh. That's so, sorry. I just could totally see that. That would be awesome. <laughs> he is a pirate? Yeah. <laughs> It really sure. Listen to that laugh. That is a grog inspired yeah, laugh. That, that is. <laughs> oh, trust me, the uh, the uh, the uh, saviors of the high seas are just as lubricated as the uh, <laughs> as the pirates <laughs> of the high seas. Oh, oh with alcohol. But, yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> tell us tell us more about yourself. You oh, kind of okay. told us like how you started. You know, your inspiration with Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, that's but, that definitely. Storytelling but, came from that. Yeah, tell us more about yourself. Well, I was born and raised in in, uh, in the valley, in Salt Lake, in um, uh, Holiday. We were poor. Uh, we grew up poor. We stayed poor for a long time. Then we got rich for a short time, and we were poor again. Um, that's about it. The American the, dream. The American dream. Um, <laughs> I spent uh, I spent a year in Denmark as a exchange student. So um, wow. I, not Antarctica, but I got mm-hmm. a few miles on me. Oh, good. And then I came back here, got got degrees. Moved to Oregon, the Northwest, for about a decade until the rain soaked through my skin and threatened <laughs> to wash away my soul. There's something about the dirt here, something about the sand. I think there's. I you think didn't move far enough north. You need to be living in Ketchikan, Alaska. Then you know what true wet is. Oh, I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> uh, but I just got attracted back home. I mean, it's it's strange. I think there's something magnetic about where you were raised. That you have a home. You're homing to it. So I, I home to it. And I came back to it. I have a beautiful wife and two kids. Get your homework done, guys. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, and um, I've had a series of careers. I'm one of those. Since I, I got degrees in the humanities, English, American studies, film, mm-hmm. uh, I speak Latin. Oh. <laughs> I speak Danish. Yeah, so um, I owned a restaurant because fast food is about the only thing I could do with that. <laughs> I did that in Eugene. I, I swear to God. I have, I have a degree in humanities, so I know the feeling. Yeah, so <laughs> I... I Fast food was rude for me, so I opened up a bagel shop in Eugene, Oregon, and ran that until, like, say, the rain got to me, and then we came back. Tried my hand at uh, real estate uh, right when it exploded. That was fun. Boom! Awesome. Harriman, I haven't forgotten you. Um, <laughs> and uh, then um, got involved in the front line of the more careers, and then realized, you know, it's time to do what I wanted to do. And then I've been writing books for, uh, full-time for... Three years now. Wow. So, what side of the drug line were you on? I was. Uh, we did drug <laughs> testing. I'm sorry. We did drug testing for the Division of Child and Family Services, and then okay. we got uh, creamed by uh, a contract that they gave to a, an Arizona company, which gotcha. is sad. Haven't forgotten about that either. Yeah, they'll, they'll all appear in villains in my book at some point. <laughs> <laughs> you were the yeah. man of grudges. Man of grudges. <laughs> so, no. And so um, I started writing, and um, I, I thought it would be easy. I just write a book and find an agent, and then. And I didn't, so I just kept writing and kept writing. And we, I heard uh, Craig, and I like Craig, uh, the other day talk about um, oh, uh, Michael Brent Collins, and he inspired me. And he, you know, the, as the blue collar worker, working mm-hmm. writer. And so I said, I'll just do that. Yeah. And so I've been doing the only thing, in, the only thing in a writer's, the only power a writer really has is what they write. And so I continue, continue to write because. You know, now that I've, I'm, I'm published, I have publishers. I'm, I'm, I have agents talking to me. But all these things, like like the, like the cover I showed you earlier, I have mm-hmm. a, I agree. I have a cover, and um, it's really out of my control. The only thing I can do is continue writing. Right. So even if um, one book goes in bombs, the next one won't. 
Yeah. None of them have bombed yet, and I've had a lot of success with it. But you just keep writing. You make it. You make it your job. You make it your career, and that's what I've been doing. And so, um, I'm halfway through my twelfth novel as we speak. A few short stories out. Um, Fantastic! Wow, that's awesome. And uh, give good meetings, so I'm, I get invited <laughs> to conventions. <laughs> if you guys ever get, get bored, just give me a call. I'm just yeah, we've, we've, <laughs> we've experienced the the Johnny Worthen convention mentality. So I remember my first convention uh, was right before I joined. Uh, Dungeon Crawlers Radio, and um, I mean there was a like you were there with Defendi and a couple other, mm-hmm. and to <laughs> it's just fantastic. Johnny Worthing can drown out anybody else in any room that you put him in. It's fantastic. Someone challenge accepted. <laughs> yeah. Here we are. It's <laughs> we'll probably have to do this with the mics off. <laughs> People will hear us across the world. <laughs> I am used. I am used to hollering over. 24 active shooters with the shotgun. So, and I would, wouldn't you use just come out when they first said it's that. Not just, oh, it's not yeah. just vocal power, though. It's presence. Oh, it's yeah. Presence. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not wearing shirt. a plus 20 to, to pimpin' shirt. So, yeah, yeah you just have me on that. <laughs> <Like> funk. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, uh, but I, I love the conventions. Uh, we were talking about role-playing, actually, um, and as far as writing. At League of Utah Writers this year, plug for them, they're yeah. two weeks after FanX. It's the Writer's Symposium of the State. Best thing out there. If you're a writer and you're not going to LTUE, you're making a mistake. Go to it. But I'll be presenting on character creation, having a basis in role-playing games. Nice. And huh. uh, how just a character sheet for your characters in your novel is wonderful. That is Man, such a good idea. Really oh my gosh. Sign up for. I would have signed it's up coming, for that one. Yeah, it's, it's coming, coming around. <laughs> Actually, the, um, it's a presentation. I get the whole room. Oh, oh, oh awesome. Yeah. To yourself. I know. Oh, wow. LTU is going to be exciting. We're going to be there this year as well. Excellent. Yep. So, Very um, good. Very good. I'm not sure yet if we're doing a show from there, but we'll yeah. be hopefully on a couple of panels. And you should be do a show. It'll so. be a Thursday, yeah. yeah. It's a Thursday. So we'll, yeah. We'll we'll take a look at it, but we will be there this year, so we're excited to see you there. Yay! Thing <laughs> coming up stuff. And there no, was much rejoicing. Well, look how cool you Salt Lake's become. I'm sorry, but with the, with the Comic Con, LTUE, FanX, Fantasy Con last year, yep. Salt Lake is a destination of mm-hmm. geekdom. It's like an explosion of cool in this valley that wasn't here ten years ago. Yeah. I mean, we had we had a few small conventions. LTUE was there. I first first LTUE I went to because I came back. That's really <laughs> could have been. Could have been. Yeah. The first I went to LTUE and I played Magic the Gathering with the creator. Nice. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah, Richard Garfield. Richard I got a Garfield. card yep. that says "Tap Johnny wins the game." I only pull it out when I'm really in a bad mood, but it's there. So <laughs> <laughs> long I've been doing this, but now I get to talk to talk to Edward James almost about Blade Runner. Right. I'm telling you, this is this is you if you. Are here at the perfect time. Mm-hmm. That's why Dungeon Crawlers Radio is so awesome. You guys are doing a great job. Like Aww. I said, if you guys didn't exist, somebody yeah. would have to invent you. Don't, don't dirty up the audio, man. We're going to pull that out and use it. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, anyway, it's great to be a geek in, in, in the Valley now. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So, then, um, I guess, so what was it like? Um, what was your first story like? Can you maybe shed a little light about that first one that you wrote and maybe didn't uh, get published? Well, the first one did get published. That's the brand oh. demand. It's just coming out. It, oh, okay. it, was, it was my fifth one I sold. Okay. But uh, it was rough. It was rough. Yeah. It uh, had its genesis, I think, in NaNoWriMo, which I think is great oh, yeah. because I work with deadlines. I've got a, the whole, my whole writing career has been based on, on self lying, <laughs> you know, <laughs> self deceit. I pretend like somebody wants to read what I'm writing. Mm. 
I pretend that there's somebody waiting for this book, so I have to get it out. So I, um, that's what NaNoWriMo does. It gives you deadlines, and you have yeah. to follow it. So I kicked that around for about five years, um, ten years, a long time, <laughs> until I finally got to the point where it, it could be all right. And, and then I just I'm, – I'm a big mystery fan, and that's ultimately what I wanted to want – I still want to write, but I want to write everything. I just keep writing. That one I wanted to – I would. There was a lot of anger in that one at the time. It was, um, it's been taken out, but uh, at the time I was very upset of where uh, how, where the world was going environmentally, mm-hmm. and so I envisioned um, basically some activists trying to do something about it. it. Seems that the bad guys kept winning, so I said, "What could the good guys do?" Well, the good guys have to be bad. So, in, in this idea, I have a series of uh, blackmailers who find hypocrites with power mm-hmm. and blackmail them into into repenting and then they take the money and they play Robin Hood things go horribly wrong and it falls into just a thrilling mystery and that's um, where it ultimately leads them to uh, a crime beyond man beyond con- beyond con- conception it's, it's a horrible crime but they thwart it <laughs> awesome. or do they <laughs> having not read any of your stuff as of yet I can you say must. that you are amazing at pitching your story so oh, that- oh, I'm so jacked up to read Johnny Word. Oh, yeah. Yes. Wait, don't mess up the audio. I'm going to use that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the thing! <laughs> I got a website, man. I'll put that up. <laughs> but, and then the, the Finger Trap, which is the Tony, first Tony Flanner mystery, is just, it's 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 a love letter to Utah. Um, it's it's funny. It's, it's growing pains. That's Look for that one. All my, oh. all, see, people who love Beatrice Cell, who love the dark side of love. Be- Beatrice tells the story of a demon. It's, it's adult because it deals with the occult, and not the occult as far as, oh, the, oh, the occult is bad. The occult is a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And so it's, there's, it's, it's taken from that. So it's a story of a magician um, who creates, cre- creates and summons a demon of love. Or he thinks of, thinks of it as an angel, but the only difference really is what they're doing to you. Yeah. If an angel is kicking your ass, you'd call it a demon. Yeah. If a demon is giving you presents, you'll like it. So, uh, <laughs> but he creates his own, his own image of love. And, but there's no love without hate and jealousy. And there's no light without dark. And ultimately, um, he has to pay for that. The story takes place after all this happens where the magician's being released from the insane asylum. It's, just, it's actually, believe it or not, um, it's a horror it's been called, but I consider it a love story. It's just not that kind of love story. <laughs> I want to read it. It's, 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 it's right up the corner's alley. <laughs> and it's uh, it's pretty good. And this, I don't know. I, I people have said I write literary fiction, which I don't know what that means. I guess it means a lot of navel gazing. I'm sorry if that turns people off, but <laughs> where the characters actually stop and think what they're doing. I I, I actually try to write to a theme. I try to think of what the ultimate what the book will ultimately be about. Um, uh, whether it's you know what 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 questions do I want to have answered? Do I want to explore with this? It's one thing to say. Oh, you know, tie your shoes and you'll live longer. That's that's immoral. It's not a theme. But with Beatrice, I wanted to explore love. It happened after. Um, hopefully, not this hasn't happened to you. But I swear to God, divorce is a contagious condition. And when I was in Eugene, Oregon, a bunch of my friends started divorcing one after another like dominoes. And my wife and I just clung to each other and hid while they were playing. <laughs> <laughs> And um, and then what blew me away was how these people who a year before were just so in love had were now such hated enemies, and I wanted to explore that, and that was kind of the theme of, of Beatrice Cell, that it's uh, it's very cool. Mm-hmm. And then um, in Eleanor, I wanted to talk about the ultimate outsider, and I want I love the metaphor of change. We talked about shapeshifters, the young adult uh, genre, as 
is so poignant. It's such a good genre to write for because the young adults in that time of life are going through so much change. Whereas if an adult modicum of this change that a, a young adult has, it's a midlife crisis. But a young adult would face change after change after change in, in quick succession as they try to explore who they are. Mm-hmm. So what better metaphor than somebody who can change it well? But I changed it a bit, and it's only one paranormal element in the whole book, and that's their one twist. And um, but I, I made it at a huge cost, which and painful, which change always is. And so I explored loss and love and trust, and coming to grips with who you are and loving yourself, like Lady Gaga song. <laughs> they made me pull it out, but it was originally in it. Yeah. There's one line that got stuck in there, but Lady Gaga is listening to this. I'm so sorry. I don't know how it happened. But, you know, I love, love the song. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was born this way. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so oh, I thought you were talking about like Poker Face. <laughs> That's another book I'm doing. Okay. <laughs> Right to a scene That's and, a new adult book. I, I would just like to see, like, in, a, in the middle of, like, a really serious thing, just someone just goes, ma, 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 ma. And then it just goes back to the serious thing without anybody even paying attention to. That would be, <laughs> we now tuck that into a death scene somewhere where someone just tries to ma, 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 ma. And then they die. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Lady Gaga. Is it Gaga? Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. I'm, I'm pretty sure she'll, so, yeah. Gaga. she'll so start saying it that way. Like true yeah. Bill Dung's romance. Uh huh. Oh man, I thought Bill I was going to relate our uh, humanity I, I missed level. It. No, say it again. Bill Dung's Roman, the coming of age story, right? Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I, I thought I was going to nerd out on the. It kind of is on the it, English lit. Yeah. Level with you. So. I, I, oh, moment denied right there. Oh, ouch. And it makes me look stupid now. Oh, oh I know. We should look smarter wah, because we wah. didn't know about. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, right? <laughs> Give it up. <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah. You guys are cool. Can I sit with you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, it's um, it's it's got a following. I've got uh, it's 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 a poignant book. It's also a love letter to my grandmothers. Strong women. I love strong women. I think they're underrepresented. And, yeah. So yeah, I mean, man, if they can bench press me. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I know. totally. No, that's, that's awesome. That's in a, in a strong female protagonist is fantastic. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, how do you create? I mean, what's the process of creating a strong female protagonist and not falling into the usual tropes? Because it seems like a lot of you know in literature and in film, um, it's. It sort of be, it sort of tends to fall flat, and like in video games too, where like it all like so, like a female protagonist will seem strong for a yeah. while, but then suddenly they have to be saved. Yeah, and then it, it goes right back to that. Sort of thing. Yeah, you see, the first thing you have to have to look at. It, I hate to say it, is that this is a very misogynistic culture we live in, and women by just being born, women are behind the, mm-hmm. the dominant class. I'm sorry. It's, it's true, though. So what I wanted to do is I wanted to set up a very, very vulnerable, weak, uh, powerless character. Mm-hmm. So I made her a girl, not just a woman, but a young girl. So young, so that's even further down. Um, I made her poor, further down, small town, further down, all these things. And yet, as um, – I'll, I'll get you a question. But then, okay. <laughs> but then um, ultimately, however, the secret is that she is actually – she 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 could run the town. She could destroy the town, mm-hmm. and that's the idea of it. But the way you do it is ultimately, I think, it's just sympathy. It's an empathy. Um, okay. You have you have to you have to first. You cannot ignore the fact that they are a subjugated class. Okay. Yeah. Um, a minority of sorts, because as male, whether it's a, a 
society or in any society. I don't think there's any society. Of the, I mean, I spent a lot of time in Denmark, and that's about as close to egalitarian, and yet there was still a male rule going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so you cannot dismiss that. You cannot. There's two kinds of sexism and racism. One is to uh, constantly see race, and the other is not to see race, not mm-hmm. to see gender. And so you have to be aware of that thing. And I just write the character as I feel that they would happen. I don't think of her necessarily as I think of these problems, these these weights that she has to carry, mm-hmm. but that the character has to carry, and then you just ignore the, the she, except insofar as that is uh-huh. uh, that would be a, um, a a problem she might have to overcome, insofar as how people perceive her. Okay. In my case, I have a character who could become a male, mm-hmm. but can't, doesn't like it. Yeah. Huh. There's reasons for this. Very cool. And the uh, other, other side of it, that's it. Okay. So yeah. Well, <laughs> okay. But so. I, we're at the top of the hour, right? Yes, we are. Um, oh, wait, I got to turn my mic back on. There we are. Okay. Yeah, we are. Um, no, I was just going to have Johnny pimp himself for a oh, little bit. Oh, uh, last, uh, last little moment to... Uh, I am I am sexy. I'm at johnnyworthen.com, www.johnnyworthen.com. Go there for all your Johnny Worthen needs. Um, <laughs> I, say, I am going to be at in the end of uh, January. I'm going to be at LTUE at the beginning of February. But first, this de- this December 11th, Thursday, I will be at the Barnes & Noble signing books with two other authors, awesome authors, um, Eric Bishop and uh, Burke Washburn, uh, mm-hmm. two great authors. Uh, uh, Eric won Best Novel of the Year. He won the Gold Coast for Best Adult Novel of the Year. Wow. I won Best Young Adult Novel of the Year. <laughs> it's better. Um, <laughs> love you, Eric. But anyway, uh, so I'll be there. Um, it's uh, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, well, hey, thank you for joining us. You're uh, more than welcome to stay with us afterwards. We'll go over uh, some geek news, maybe okay. come up with some uh, some game report stuff. We can uh, toss it around the table, see what we want. Uh, so it's top of the hour. Uh, this next uh, half of the show is going to be brought to you by Audible.com. So if you want to get yourself a free, that is right, free audiobook, head to DungeonCrawlersRadio.com. Click on the audio, the Audible link there, and sign up for your uh, trial subscription. It's free for you to sign up. You get a free book. If you know Johnny uh, Worthen has a uh, audible book, you can pick it up right now. If I don't, you don't. Okay. <laughs> well, then you can start sending emails demanding. There you go. A Johnny Worthen book. Yes. On audio. Yes. Audible, but it's not just a selection of just the top five sellers or the top the top day or the top five sellers of two years ago. It is literally thousands of books for you to just have and hold and just you just want to you all oh, listen to that one. And then, you know, if you don't want to keep it, you can just uh, cancel at any time. Whatever books you do keep are yours to listen for as long as you want. It's audible. People reading books to you. It's a very cool one. All right. So we're going to take a uh, quick little break, listen to a little uh, music here, say our uh, our final goodbyes on the air to uh, Johnny. Unless he wants to uh, stay with us. So uh, here's, uh, here's music. Bye.
Help if you turn your mic back on. There you go. I don't see any glitter. Okay. Okay. She had glittery lipstick on, and she she said she wasn't gonna touch it. And then she looked down, and she's like, "Damn it! I got <laughs> glitter on the microphone Yeah. She got it all over our mic or our, our ice cream cone. That's funny. I wonder who it got on. I think I used it after her, so I probably went home with <laughs> like sparkly lips. Like wife oh, was like, "Where were? Yeah, no, you were doing wife, I was that dungeon crawlers radio thing, right at the strip club." <laughs> yep, that's right. Hmm. Okay, I well, also heard that. Um, so I was super sick this weekend. I got oh. really sick Sunday night and then all day Monday. Oh. And Rev told me that Val was also super sick all weekend. What? And my wife was like, "Oh, what'd you do at the bar?" Um, you know, <laughs> with Val, whatevs, no big deal. So uh, we should talk about that. Do you yes, because I was not there. You were it not there. So I sadly yeah, had other things going on. I actually like that was one because I, I actually just finished doing a publication for one of my classes. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that weekend I was like in the death throes of trying to get all of it together so I could get it to the printers by Monday so it would be printed off by today. Very cool. Mm-hmm. So I laid in bed. Till about we got to bed. I got to bed at about nine o'clock. I laid in bed with my eyes bolted wide open, staring into the blackness of my room, till about one thirty when I realized I have not blinked this entire time. Wow! So Joe is doing a limbo over our power cord that is under. We under. It just if it would have came unplugged. Yeah, have been. I know that would have been horrible. Oh, but, but yeah, he's so we're back. So yeah, I I just I just laid in bed for I don't know how many hours, and I just like okay, screw this. I'm just gonna go lay on the sofa. Maybe I'll, I'll pass out there. Laid on the sofa, still nothing. Okay, maybe I'll go watch it. Go watch the TV show. So I watched four episodes of the newsroom, and then my alarm went off. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Oh, I guess I got to get up. Um. So yeah. Uh, 
So Club X. Club uh, Bar X. Was it Club X or Bar X? Club X. Club X. Okay. Which, it was actually a really cool place. Yeah, so there was a uh, cosplay ball. Is mm-hmm. that what they call it? The if you missed it, ball? like me. Yeah, and so dang it, it was pretty cool. They we it was at Club X, and there was what maybe twenty or thirty cosplayers there, and some other people hanging out, and some vendors, and the dungeon crawler crew for those that could make it. Um, And we got to judge a cosplay competition, which was pretty cool. It was very cool. Seven hundred dollars. Yeah. Wow. I'm pretty sure there were some mad cosplayers, but so who was the winner? What was the which, which was the best? Uh, the our winner, our yeah. overall winner was uh, G- Gender Bender Mystique, actually. Okay. Um, it was interesting. It was it, it was, was a freaking cool amazing. costume, though. So I would imagine. Um, I mean, so the dude basically just had like conveniently placed uh like latex, latex scales. Right? Okay. And so he was pretty much fully he naked, naked. But, but he had covered. i mean but he he um, was it was, was he at least wearing like a speedo nope, or something nope. to cover the junk nope. Nope. no he nope. had like he had like nope. a cod piece okay of, like a pseudo cod piece that was scales but he had spent hours and hours in actually like forming the latex that, like he hand sculpted all the wow scales. Painted his whole body Mystique's color, cut his hair and dyed it to like that magenta red color. Oh. I mean, he went full. Really? He went full Mystique. And, okay, and it was it was amazing. It was a very cool costume. Um, but yeah. we had a, we had a blast there. Um, and they're going to be doing that once a month now mm-hmm. um, at Club X. And so, do you last weekend any... of the month? Well, I, uh, month? I I look forward to being there for my uh, for for the next uh, next round. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're probably gonna we may. It's not for sure yet. Be having like our own little dungeon crawlers area. Yeah. Ooh, dungeon crawlers VIP state place. We, yeah. dude, we With had bottle a VIP. service. We did. Exactly. We had a VIP awesome. Place. We had a VIP cool. location, and then just like random people went in and <laughs> sat like, down. Well. And so, oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but Bouncer Drew was not in play, so I, was, I had drink past Bouncer Drew's realm and was just like, yeah, cool, whatever, let him do it. Whatever, bro. <laughs> so, come on in. Oh, the wife was not happy. The, the, bar, the bar tab was high that night. So, oh. But I said, I got to help my peeps out, man. Well, let my peeps drink a little bit. At least so. you were there. And you did. Yeah. It was it was a blast, man. I had so much fun. The best part, Lane. Oh my gosh, I have a. Who's picture. this Lane person? Oh, sorry. Gosh. gosh, that's the one thing I suck at. With I'm like the, the only one yeah. you do it to as well. I, I mean, yeah. you call Joe by his stage <laughs> name, <laughs> and I call Rev. I gotta, and you call Rev. Rev. You I call know. Zach. Zach. But yep. me, I'm just. I'm sorry. So no, okay. look, I have a picture of this, and I'm gonna post it to our fa- our <laughs> Facebook account. <laughs> they did karaoke all night. Oh, good. And um. There was a guy dressed up as Green Goblin, and he sang he sang the Spider Man thing song. <laughs> it was the best, dude. My mind was blown. People were just running up to the stage and taking pictures. It was hilarious. Look out! Here comes the Spider Man. Spider Man. It was freaking Green Goblin. He's holding these little electric pumpkins in his hands and stuff. It was great. Man. Nice. <laughs> so. Yep. All right. That Joey so, Bojangles guy. So hit it looks so, like it sounds like yeah. it sounds like I missed on a uh, you got free press. Oh night. yeah, it did. It was really fun. All right, yeah, I will have to be there for the next time. Around. Next time we're there, and uh, you Geek Media was there. So oh, yeah. oh, our good friends, our good friends at you Geek. Yeah, so awesome. it was great. They yeah. they were taking pictures and doing some stuff there. They had like a big um, like. Uh, wall that has like you would see like on the red carpet it has all the advertisements on it right and people get their picture taken in front of that and nice so it was it was a blast so next time 
bro. Well, next yeah. time somebody better let me know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, it was really late notice. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, what I heard. So. And again, like I, I was, I was so neck deep into into finishing this thing because yeah. trying to communicate on the on Google Docs with a bunch of twenty somethings is <laughs> impossible. <laughs> But you hear that? So cosplayers everywhere across Utah, yes, come down to Club X at the last weekend, last weekend of every month, win some cash, some cash, seriously, five hundred. And it sounds like it sounds like a fun geeky night out at a bar, yeah, Yeah. doing geek stuff. Yeah, it's great, man. So they always have different uh, categories, and it it was this time, anyways, was fifty dollars to the winner of every category with a five hundred dollar first place. Nice. So it was crazy. And it sounds like they're gonna do that. There was a Again. dude that dressed mm-hmm. up as uh, um, one of the soldiers from Spaceballs. He had, like, the giant oh. white helmet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was an asshole. It was, it was, <laughs> it was so awesome. Jerry's an asshole, sir. Belt Buckle <laughs> was actually cast from one of the original Belt Buckles. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. yeah, he it bought was, it. He well, bought it. Uh, should we start? Should we yeah. get into uh, geek news, you know, yeah. for the last uh, you know, ten minutes of this? Or sure. Has anyone thought of anything for Gamer Forge to talk about? Very maybe. Uh, we All right, so we got a very maybe... All right, sure. Okay. I can think of stuff. Are we going to really. do Gamer Forge first? No, let's do Geek News. Yeah, we got, we got some Geek News. All right, so who's got who's got the first little bit of Geek News? Yes. Zakora! Okay. Is oh, it about yes. going back in time and killing your grandpa? Oh, no. Okay, good. Zakora, you're... Oh, wait, wait well, that's yeah. the right thing. Oh! <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> Try right. to call me out. So, okay, today NASA launched um, the Orion pod. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, which is... The first um, Apollo-era distance, uh, like, shuttle in 42 years. So it's actually a really big thing today. Wow. Um, oh, yeah. Then they, 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 they basically kind of, like, announced that, you know, the current generation has just been born, like, within the last, like, will be, they, they will. They'll be going out. They will be yeah. going to Mars. Yeah, what? on this thing. So yeah. my daughter's going to be going to Mars? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to work my kid on theoretical physics right now. <laughs> so hopefully she's on that mission. I need to be cryopros. So, <laughs> I know. So it's really awesome. It's It was launched today. I, have, I haven't seen any news on how it went, um, but it went <laughs> 58 kilometers. Well, it didn't explode. Past, you didn't know no, that. No, it didn't, okay, that's it didn't okay. explode. Um, and so you know where the International Space Station is? Mm-hmm. Fifteen times farther out. It's up there. Wow. That. Wow. So today? Today. Just today. today. Dang. So is That's, it really? I can't even I mean, run that like, far. This is a huge. I don't think people like. This is like running under the radar. I feel like, and wow. I think people need to know about this. Like, right. Because that is awesome. Yeah, yeah. The space exploration is still a. It is still a thing. Yeah. So and the this. Um, to carry humans, so mm-hmm. like to to Mars is like one of the places, or to like an asteroid is what they were saying. Wow! Okay. And um, hmm, asteroid. Hmm, I wonder what they actually know about. Hmm. I know that, we're <laughs> all gonna <laughs> die. That in there. I was like, hmm. and, uh, the movie Armageddon is true. So there was no humans on it today, just to clarify. Okay. So there was, was a test. Multi right. multi multi million dollar project to test. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, well, you I just think it's a lost opportunity to get some humans out there. Well, <laughs> I'd, I'd rather have them test it, see that it's actually safe and available for them to actually do it. Yeah. And I then you, I guarantee you could find volunteers that'd be like, yeah, I'll try that. Whatever. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I got nothing going on. Unlikely chance of return, possible death. Sure, why not? Yeah. Just DVR Game Dude, of Thrones. A, a monkey for me. and a dog made it. 
We've got to be. Actually, yeah, the dog yeah. died. Oh. Yeah. Wait, really? Are you talking about the, the dog that the Soviets shot up? I don't know. Yeah, he he, he died. Oh. Aww. He didn't make it. Well, I mean, we all die sometimes. Not to, not to rain on your parade there. <laughs> Even our grandfather. And the monkey came back super intelligent, and they had to put it down. Yeah. <laughs> before, it, before it took over the world. So, ever since Mass Effect... I don't know if any of you have played it. It's a fantastic franchise RPG, action yeah. RPG. I love it. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get enough of it. Like, I play it over and over again. And ever since then, I've wanted to be, like, this Uber commander up in space. Like, my own flagship or whatever, you know. So, someday, maybe, I'll just decide to join the space academy. So, so did, did, you play, uh, did you play Fem Shep or did you play regular Shep? Oh, Fem Shep. In my opinion, I, I've Melanie's actually, voice acting is way better. And that's that's mm-hmm. what I have heard is that the voice actress or they got Melanie, the voice actress they got for the Jennifer female Harris. chef. Yeah, she did a phenomenal job she with that is, character. Yeah, she is amazing. Yeah, Jennifer like, Hale. If you're gonna play excellent. Mass Effect, everybody listen to this. And Everyone I was actually, I was, I'm actually still planning on playing as a chef if and when I female. ever get. <laughs> it know, is hands that. down a day and night different like experience. I, yeah. you know, I I I would I'd, I'd be in agreement with you. I think I mean yeah. Jennifer Hale definitely has uh, better range and better mm-hmm. inflection in her voice, yeah. whereas um, the Mark Mir I believe is one who did male yeah. male Shepherd he and was so monotone. Yeah, it was like no expression, no feeling behind any of it. You're like no life, no energy, no nothing. Mm-hmm. So let's go kill those guys, guys. <laughs> All right, guys. You can follow every guys, every line guys. of dialogue with "Where's my check?" <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's get back so, to the Normandy. Where's my check? So, who's the female's name? Jennifer Hale. Yeah. So, Jennifer Hale, if you're listening, call I us and we'll you. get you on the show. Seriously. <laughs> Mark Muir, nah. Yeah, you know we'll still we'll, we'll, we'll still yeah. take it. Everyone has a bad day at work, right? <laughs> I'm still I'm still waiting for a call from Nolan North. I don't. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Still, yeah. it, it could happen. Days. Weird. Yeah. Stranger things have happened. Oh, yeah, uh, I think he cut out again, Joe. Along with that, you cut out. Night. Yeah, you're. Damn. All right. I so, love that microphone. Last night, I'm laying down in my bed. And I'm like, man, wouldn't it be awesome if my cell, like, I could program my cell phone to like do the alarm, and then I push stop when I when I wake up, and then it goes, "Good morning, Commander Shepard." <laughs> <laughs> and then it gives me like daily weather and news and stuff. Anyway, I see. That would make me extremely happy. So if anyone knows how to do that, you should teach me. <laughs> All right. So moving on to gamer news or geek news. Uh, DC has announced uh, their uh, their their cast for the Suicide Squad coming out. So they have got wow. uh, Margaret Robbie. Uh, she's uh, casted to play uh, Harley Quinn. Will Smith is going to be playing the assa- the Master Assassin Deadshot. Uh, Tom Hardy is going to be Rick Flag. Jay. Wow. Courtney is going to be Captain Boomerang. Kara uh, Devering is going to be Enchantress. And taking up the role of the Joker is going to be Jared Leto. So... <laughs> okay, Lane, I'm sorry. You're not privy to this conversation. Okay. So, Saturday... Yet again, another inside joke that I missed. So, so Saturday night, a guy came uh, dressed as Winter Soldier. And <laughs> I was confessing... To a guy named Joe Zakora and Revan, because I know their names. Um, <laughs> that for when all the spoilers and all the trailers came out for Captain America: Winter Soldier, I thought 
Winter Soldier was Jared Leto because he had the mask on and it just showed like the hair over the eyes and I'm like freaking Jared Leto's a bad guy in a comic movie that doesn't make any sense so when the movie uh, now so he's actually now the movie, really and now he is but when I actually watched the movie her few instant um commercials. <laughs> I I seriously fell out of my seat laughing when Bucky took his mask <laughs> off and it was Bucky because he's a goofy ass looking dude instead of instead of Jared Leto and it was like the total like shock reveal of the world for me and it was hilarious but I knew nothing about the story so that's why we laughed when we heard the Jared Leto <laughs> oh, in a comic right. movie yeah, so you, you you were like uh, Jared Leto's never gonna be in a comic book movie. All right, and we're back. Okay. <laughs> Yay for Skype what just a... randomly. Okay. <laughs> Sorry Man, about ho- that. hopefully my story made it on air because it was pretty funny. It, 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 it really did. It made it all the way up until the end. Until I blah, blah, and blah. Then, and then we just kind of started rambling, oh, and then it just yeah. kind of. Well, so Skype just knew that I needed to show it. it, it, it I, I think I think that was the Skype equivalent of the wrap-up music. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> so, so Suicide Squad Ho. I, yeah, Suicide Squad Ho. I actually, I, this actually sounds really exciting. Well, first off. Harley Quinn. How can you say no to Harley Quinn? Right. Yeah. Um, That's going to be fun to watch. Could, you, I guess. Yeah, but then she would kill you. Any reason to say no? Although I'm not. I don't know if I'm getting you on the. Oh wait, that's because you're on the new one yeah, and it's right. a little, little bit quieter. Okay. okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I can hear you. Okay. okay. Good. I, I can hear you. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm right here. Do you? Yeah. All right. Anybody else going to get geek news? Uh, yes. Actually, it was announced uh, earlier today that the next James Bond film will be titled. Spectre. So Bond, Bond number 24 will be directed again by Sam Mendes. Um, they had their uh, announcement party at Pinewood Studios in Buckinghamshire, England. Uh, Daniel Craig is confirmed to return Yay. again. I know. I'm so like, excited. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, that's me. That, that, that's me yeah. right there. Mm-hmm. And so um, I'm glad they're taking their time on these on, on the Bond films. Like oh, yeah. if they were doing one every other year, then I would it would it would re- Stretch very thin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so they, they're they, getting good mileage out of this. So it's a uh, um, let's see, it's going. Although to be... Daniel Craig is not getting any younger. Well, no, he's, he's not. But he's attractive. still getting a whole lot hotter and yeah. a lot hotter. <laughs> <laughs> he's my but yeah. Um, but Same the, here. The uh, major the uh, stars have been revealed is going to be starring uh, Andrew Scott from uh, TV Sherlock. Yeah. Um, okay. It's going to be starring uh, Dave Bautista from Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, Monica Bellucci and Lucia Ciara. Um, let's see here, and and then Oscar winner Christoph Waltz will be playing the villain. Yeah. Rumored that Waltz will be playing uh, uh, Bond throwback villain uh, Stavros uh, Ernest Stavros Blofield, who was the original number one for Spectre, which is kind huh. of that's why mm-hmm. the rumors floating around. Okay. Right there, but right now as as uh, as. Uh, here. Now, are they are Chris, they going to be making one of these uh, Bond films a two parter? That was the original idea for Skyfall, but that didn't. That oh, thank goodness. Thank goodness. That ended up yeah, not I don't really like that. Was that was a tight enough like movie? Sky, no, like I mean I don't want. I wouldn't like it if they put it in two parts. Oh, and that okay. was that was a tight enough story that it waiting. needed to stay. Yeah, yeah it, it was, needed oh, to stay there. So it was so good. But as it is being announced, though, Christoph Waltz will be playing a character named Oberhauser. Oh, he um, is so amazing. I know. He, he, he is seriously one of the best actors of our time, I think. He is just unbelievable. I so I was giddy when I heard that. I was, I was like, do you know who's playing this? Hold it's on the- a second. I need a picture. 
Crystal Falls? I, I'm drawing a blank. Um, I got it for you. Okay. Oh, wait, uh, you got it? Yeah, I got it. Um, so uh, Spectre is due to release in October of 2015. That is not soon enough. Damn it. <laughs> there you go. Should probably, I should probably what? make a post of this on our Facebook page. Like Inglorious Bastards. I haven't and stuff seen like that. that. Oh, and uh, Django I'll, Unchained. Django I believe Unchained. you guys, though. Yeah. He is amazing. Yes. If you can, cool. Yeah, um, you can, uh, you can, is, find, you can find uh, Django Unchained on Netflix. Right? Who was he in Django Unchained? Uh, he Good. was... I don't remember the name. Oh, gosh. Uh, he played King, the bounty hunter who teaches... Uh, oh, okay. So he was like one of the main characters. Like, uh, he usually plays like a German dude, or he's got a okay. German accent. Yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I was. The, I, 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 my, my name is Legoon, and I agree of this casting call. There you go. <laughs> I was super giddy when I heard it, man. Yeah. So. So this is this is. All I, I think I think we can tell that it was a election year yeah. to date this episode. Yeah. <laughs> so I I do have to uh, let you guys know that I have started a new series book series Ooh. named Outlander. Oh, Have any of you heard of this? It's apparently I'm getting on. I'm jumping on the train way late. Yeah. Okay. Uh, because it's been out for a long time. Yeah. Diana Gabaldon. Though I haven't jumped on the train is yet. Is the so. is the writer, and um, there's seven or eight books out already, and Stars has just signed a five year contract to. Um, they're making a TV series out nice. of the book. Wow. So kind of like Game of Thrones. Um quality mm-hmm. it's amazing i watched the fr- i watched all eight episodes yesterday wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um i'm a little i'm getting i i always worry when i find stuff that i really like like this because i get a little obsessed you don't want to get do you, oh okay so you're, you're not like you don't want to get fireflied where it gets really good and then oh that was the last episode never right. to be heard from again so i called my mom this morning because she loves it and she's read all of the books so far i'm like mom i want to start reading this book but I don't want to be disappointed, and I'm already having a heart attack from watching this. <laughs> so you got to tell me right now before I start reading. She's like, no, you need to read them. So tell my me. life is going to be consumed. Genre, and we've never, we'll is, never see from okay, Sakura so, again. I don't know what genre. I guess it's like, I it's probably going to be put in a romance, okay. um, fantasy, fiction. It's the, so the basic plot of the first book is it's set in Scotland. In the Highlands, and um, is it in Flagoon's land? Maybe I don't know. Might make it could be Flagonia. Flagonia. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, Mac Flagonia. There's it starts Flagonia, out, actually. A woman, okay, is traveling with her husband on like a honeymoon. This is just after the war, the war in uh, the Second World War. Okay. And um, they are in a town called Inverness, and there's a lot of like Gaelic, uh, pagan druid type ritual stuff it's like uh beltane season and hmm. so um like they kind of touch on all of these different um religious cult celt or occult aspects okay and she's in a stonehenge like a miniature stonehenge and is transported through time uh back huh. 300 years and she doesn't know how or why or what's going on and finds herself a Sassanuk, as they call the Englishman, mm-hmm. in the Highlands, and she's rescued from a redcoat Englishman by a Scottish band of rebels. Mm-hmm. And it, I can't even tell you how attractive wow. Scotsmen are. Wow. <laughs> like, <laughs> You're <holy> welcome. Cow. 
These are the Scotsmen in your head, though, right? Oh, okay. So. No, they're in. They have a real Scotsman playing. They have real, real. Oh, actors, on the TV show. Scotsman okay. Okay. Yeah. These guys. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's crazy. I can't even. There's like this little. There's this part. I don't know what it is. Right here on. Like the, the clavicle, clavicle mm-hmm. in the shoulder. <laughs> Apparently, that's my weakness. Clavicle. <laughs> 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 um, anyway, so it's probably going to be consuming my life. There you go, guys. <laughs> if you if you ever if you ever want to spit game as a core, just make sure you're showing a little clavicle. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. See oh, that? Right. oh, it's so no. warm in here. Let me open my shirt. Oh. Yeah, that's that right there. Really, really warm. Did did thirty clavicle curls yeah. today? Yeah, yeah. Worked out the neck today. <laughs> really, I don't know if you heard, but I did over a thousand. Yeah. Of uh, oh. neck lifts. <laughs> All right. So for those of, for those five of you who are probably who might still be playing Assassin's Creed Unity. But uh, for those of you, for those of you silly enough to have pre-ordered it and then actually bought into the uh, uh, the season pass, Ubisoft has announced that they have canceled and removed their online oh. uh, the online store for any pre-purchases uh, to be made for Assassin's Creed Unity. What? No refunds. Uh, actually, to show their appreciation, they are allowing people to uh, uh, take their pre-purchase uh, to their pre-purchase. So they're not refunding them, but they're going to move their pre-purchases to other. Far Cry 4, Watch Dogs, Assassin's Creed Black Flag, uh, Raymond Legend, and Just Dance 15. So, dang. A, a, Move a your money to something spot. else we won't support next year. Well, you know, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's, with the yeah, the Unity was already riddled with, the Unity's re- their release was already riddled with bugs. Uh, yeah. Joe was gracious enough to have posted the thing on our Facebook, and I yeah. read it and uh, already knew about most of the things that happened. So, yeah, they they definitely kind of they kind of dropped the ball on this one, and yep, it's definitely kind of showing that they are gonna probably just kind of sweep this one under the rug and be. Look, Assassin's Creed Five has dragons. <laughs> well, there you go. I'd play oh, that. Man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did, have you guys heard about the Lizard Squad or the Lizard Patrol who's been hacking all of these? Um, like Xbox Live was down. No. Uh, Bethesda was down. What's the Lizard um, Squad? So they're they're just a group of hackers that are taking responsibility for these massive DDoS attacks. Wow. And Real. it is it's crazy. Like Destiny mm-hmm. was down the other night. Wow. Um, he hit one after the other. Like EA, the entire wow. EA website and their servers were completely shut down. No one could play games for like a whole day. Oh. It was terrible. They had to go outside. That's the last thing to do stuff. No, this is like the day after Thanksgiving, or, you know, like I get back from being yeah. and Thanksgiving. I'm all ready to play my video games because it's been like five days since I've been able to play them. I'm downloading Star Wars, yeah, like an update for Star Wars. Itch, yeah. yeah, and uh, I couldn't play. Hey, I, I, was like, I, I broke down and bought a next-gen uh, console. Nice. So, yeah. What? Haven't haven't PS4? opened it up yet. What? PS4. Oh, of course. All right, man. <laughs> we'll have to shoot people. We will. Yeah. We'll have to share our gamer <laughs> oh, name. Yay. And teabag them and say that we're their parents. So, but we have to use like a voice simulator so we sound like we're fourteen. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. You blend in. Yeah. So I mean, so with the uh, with with these DDoS so DDoS attack DDoS so yeah. DDoS attacks and it affected everything EA did. Yeah. Everything. Dude. 
No, but no online content was available for hours. That. It was a huge, huge thing. I I have so much respect and hatred for people like that. Like, that, it, it takes... Your- takes balls, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, you, you've got to, like, really own a pair to be like, I'm just going to hack the world, right? And then, like, to have the know-how and to be able to coordinate that with anyone else that's helping you and all of mm-hmm. your redundant server mirror state thingamabobbers or whatever, like, that's, I mean, it's just impressive, although I freaking hate you because you could be helping contribute to society as well. Exactly. Um, with that being said, please don't hack our Weebly account. I know it's pretty hard to hack that, but don't yeah, do that. Yeah, Weebly so. has such a, such a thick yeah. firewall. Yeah. Well, they seem to be targeting bigger things, and they post on... There's nothing bigger than Dungeon Crawler's radio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, it would be nice if they took their talents and... Them Man, how how could we use computers use. to help uh, generate renewable energy for our world so we don't burn ourselves to death? Yeah, I don't know, but hey, let's hack a computer system. Yeah. <laughs> let's hack EA because they're a-holes. Screw those guys. Yeah. So anyway, there's probably going to be a lot more. They've said that they have uh, they have plans. They have lots of plans. They have they're plans. like these cryptic so, tweets, huh? Yeah. And they're like, uh, Destiny, play with me. Destiny servers down. Wow. And then they'll go, EA, let's play. <laughs> EA servers down. and Dungeon Crawlers Radio, so let's play. <laughs> Seriously, if we get hacked, people, it's just go blow up your local hacker. <laughs> this, this message is not approved by Revan. <laughs> <laughs> the thoughts and opinions of Word Drew on Dungeon Crawlers Radio do not re- rep- directly represent Dungeon Media or Dungeon Crawlers or any affiliates. If anything Word Drew says... Could be found or construed as offensive to you. Please send all complaints to Flagoon at DungeonCrawlersRadio.com. Yep. And just know that everyone else was nodding their head when I said that. So uh, yeah. there you go. Oh, yeah. That's right. Blow them up. <laughs> just not cool. Yeah. I, I don't know. We it, With with our history, we've, we've actually hired people who just did more damage from inside. <laughs> than... <laughs> Thanks a lot, man. Oh, no, not... Present company excluded. No, no, no. I know exactly who you're but, talking uh, about. Yeah, more, more on that at uh, Dungeon Crawlers Radio, After Dark, or whatever. We're <laughs> oh, after yeah. Hours, we're Drunken Crawlers Radio. Maybe? I think so. Yeah. All right, so we've got 20 minutes left on the show. Yeah. Does anybody have any last uh, geek news? or? Uh, I'll think of something. Has anyone thought? <laughs> I, I've, I've got one last little thing. It looks like Square Enix is uh, starting to make uh, hints that they're going to be... Uh, Doing another Deus Ex game, so yay! Maybe. Okay, hey, that reminds Maybe. me of something. Possibly, actually, I'm halfway through the. I'm actually halfway through both of them, and I had to stop playing the first one because it was giving me a headache. And the second one, like I started playing Borderlands again, and that just kind of sucked me away from everything else. So yeah. <laughs> oh. It reminds you of something. Yeah, GOG.com. They're having a huge sale on all of their games, and they're actually giving away like two hundred thousand copies of uh, what's the game called? Bioshock. No. Deus Ex. It's, it's war. Warfare. Some or something warfare. Shoot. Go to GOG.com. Yeah. Way to vet your stories there, Dang Zach. It. I totally messed up, guys. Um, this this Justin in Geek News, Word Drew has been sucked back into his addiction of Warhammer Ooh. recently. Oh, I have. I'm so sorry. 
Sorry. I have hundreds of minis set up on my table. I am stripping the paint off of them. I'm going to be Are repainting. My, we need to have a painting party. We should. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking oh. of painting, maybe you should get oh my. Oh my gosh. Painting, I right? totally. I see this. I see this box in the back room that's uh, of gamers in Lehigh um, that says Warhammer Soldiers, and I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna maybe have to peruse those, those after the show. Holla at me, soldier. Holla at me. So, um, yes, yeah, and I know everybody cares about that. So, cool. <laughs> no, yeah. Well, I, I mean that that does bring up an interesting topic because I actually used to play the Warhammer 40k. Yeah. Um, for a good while, cause I, you know, I gave it a fair chance. I I played it for like three years, and I yeah. think that constitutes a fair chance. Yeah. Especially for well, like a collectible that, mini that, game. That means you're I only able it, to set up and to in play four games though. Over I played years. it once and considered that a fair chance. <laughs> yeah, I don't see the game you're talking about, Zach. So, um, to 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 guess. Maybe they gave them all away already. I was one first off blown away by the price points. Yeah. Because it is, and it took a long time for me to wrap my head around the idea that. that was Something like that can cost so much. Yeah. You know, and they, you know, yes, they are sort of like the Cadillac of miniature collectible miniature games, of, yeah. of war games. Yeah. I get that, and so you know, I was expecting to be paying a little bit more, but like after a while, I'm like, wow, I cannot keep up with this. Yeah. So that was that's kind of the big flaw I think in well, and in so miniatures games. and they're they're doing a lot of stuff now, and so that's the reason that I stripped most of my models, all the paint off of them. Is part a big part of that hobby for me is the painting portion sure. of it. I won a couple okay. competitions when I was like in really? teen category painting things, and so yeah. I really love that portion of it. Yeah. And um, so for me, it's like, hey, I'm starting all over again. I've got two complete armies. Like, why would I don't need to spend money on miniatures right now? Although I probably definitely will. Um, <laughs> but the, but the freaking the paints are just as expensive. Oh my gosh, they're right. and, so and that's that's the thing. Like I've got so many different paint sets on my Christmas list. You have no idea. <laughs> that's why like, I just have friends who are painters yeah. and I just give them my things. Well, but know, then they never bring them back. Well, yeah, man. I mean, you got to you got to freaking what? kick in a couple dollars for the cost of paints, man. Yeah. Was, uh, so my boss actually just gave me a hundred dollar Amazon gift card for Christmas Aww. present. So I'm probably gonna be rolling in some paints pretty quick yeah, here. I was looking at like a. On Reaper, yeah, their starter set paint pack is a hundred and ninety dollars. Wow, yeah, buy them individually. Nope. Yeah, it's crazy. Like there, there was one. Um, uh, I don't even remember which set it was. Um, but it was like a seventy-two paint set, and it was you know two hundred and some, three hundred and yeah. some bucks, yeah. something like that. But you know, and so. Uh, Gamers in has them out here in these little, in just the individual eyedropper paint pots, and mm-hmm. so I may just pick up a couple colors and just start screwing around. I got a, I'm working on some crappier models right now just to kind of get the groove back a little bit. Brush so, up on your yeah. technique. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> there you go again. So, yeah, but it, it's crazy. But now you know, like Games Workshop, they're still really. And, and I think everybody, including the addicts of Warhammer and 40K, realize and admit and are just okay with that. Like, we love you, Games Workshop. We'll pay anything. But they're doing so many plastic minis that are just of insane quality now that yeah. the quality is at least up to par with the cost. Whereas before, I, I mean, a lot of their models were pretty plain. And I'm talking, I played 
15, 10, 15 years ago, yeah, right? Yeah, it's a pewter. And- yeah, yeah. So I do. I have so many pewter minis, and I have like the first plastics that have almost no detail to them because they didn't know how to figure out the molds, and and so uh, it's just interesting getting back in the hobby, and I'm like totally consumed with it now. So, any of you uh, dungeon crawler fans that want to fancy a game of Warhammer at some point, you can email me at drew at dungeoncrawlersradio.com. If you're in Utah, I'm not traveling. If I travel, hey, put me up, feed me. If you pay for me. the travel, yeah, <laughs> feed me and beer me, and we'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> Done. So, how about the, some the important things in life? We've got well, about. Uh, we've got 15 minutes. We've got about 15 minutes for it. So I was thinking uh, we can either discuss um, tales of revenge, either both either personal or how to actually execute revenge, Ooh. or um, since you did since we did bring up the whole uh, miniatures thing, is incorporating miniatures. Yeah, incorporating miniatures, painted or unpainted or whatever, into mm-hmm. the, to the game playing experience. I think we should do that because Zakora has an awesome story about that. I do. Yeah, didn't you just say? Oh my mini! Yeah. Oh my gosh, guys! But you got to tell them about your character first. So okay, okay. so everyone, my character is a female dwarf. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's actually noble and inherited her family's brewery. They are known throughout the land to have the finest, uh, finest ale. They have a private label, and it's a secret recipe. Except for one tragic night, my father was killed. By thieves trying to steal the recipe. Hmm. Okay. Yes, and so uh, you know that my revenge story. Yeah. We wanted to go on that. Yeah. uh, You know, to find whoever did that. So I'm constantly like really suspicious, especially of other fellow brewers. Uh oh, that sucks because my character is also a dwarven brewer. (laughs) Well, you know, because I never know who 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 may have hired. Those mercenaries. It wasn't and, me, you know. Okay. It, it, it wasn't at that point in time, but maybe it was now. It, it was actually, it was oh, actually no. my bard. I don't want to be enemies. It was actually my bard. They booed him at the, on stage, and so he had a hit squad. So our last game. That's what it was. I I handed out ale like it was candy. You did that. You did. I, I, it I was just, very nice. And Rev never said, "How are you carrying all these flasks?" There? <laughs> <laughs> it was like, I mean, it was like we had these little casks or firkins of beer. It was like, here, I'll just reach into my pocket and get yeah, you. Yeah, here, a, have a have a have a brew, more brew. Here's some brew. We I'll have bribe bags you. Of bags of yeah, holding. There you go. If we had them, that would make sense. <laughs> you know, for first first level characters with bags of unlimited holding, and yep. all they're carrying is beer. Yeah. And actually. We carry. But then again, when you're a first level character and you have an unlimited bag of holding, all you would really want to carry around is beer. So just think about that. If you just carried around a mug and yep. you just filled the bag of holding with, like, not casks of beer, but just beer, right? Just poured beer in there. You can just dip your mug in and pull it out. That is the most brilliant magic Maybe item that's ever. That's what I'm doing. A bag oh, of beer. Yeah. The, the, bag the, of beer. The, bag of, the bag of ever full L. Yep. That, it's like a beer belly, right? Yeah. <laughs> so just a second, my, let me get I gotta read I gotta cut top off this one guard. So I have a miniature that I found because I was we have hundreds. We probably have three hundred right now. Wow. Characters just we did the Bone Sweeper Kickstarter and nice. paid a hundred dollars and got 
over 300 wow. miniatures. Wow. And a couple of dragons. I mean, like big dragons. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So and watch out for those. Like if you guys ever want to do it, that's the way to do it. They're, yeah, they're I doing, need to do that. They did a second one. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're not going to get our shipment for that until like March. So we're going to have another. <laughs> another 300 Another shit ton. Oh, um, but, um, but the one I picked out is a barmaid and she's got six like three mugs in this hand and three in this hand oh perfect and i'm gonna get like a battle axe and i'm just gonna get weapons and like affix them to her so she'll have like she'll look like you know she's got her weapons but she's just carrying around her anus (laughs) fantastic i I love it i thought it was a very fitting story (laughs) i so i've always historically um gone to great lengths to find miniatures that have matched my character Mm -hmm. Um, and then obviously because of my background then I can adjust them and paint them to totally fit Mm -hmm. so if I have a character that has a really awesome robe I'm going to find a really awesome character with the robe and I'm going to paint the robe to look exactly like so I'm kind of a total geek on that level and I love it and and so um, yeah I mean I've done that and you know keep them in little containers like old dice Boxes yeah, are, little, perfect. are perfect for minis. Little, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, perfect for it. So, so then, um, so what are some? I guess let me let me shoot this out to you guys. Is I guess what what are some good go to places? Like, is there a company that you prefer? Because you mentioned like the Reaper, Reaper Kickstarter, and mm-hmm. we were mentioning Games Workshop. Is there some other ones that you guys prefer? Um, I honestly. I honestly just do like a Google image search of like a human sorcerer miniature, right? Or human wizard. And you got to be very broad with your terms because for wizard mage, all of that is one thing, but they call them different things for different. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about rule 24 of the internet. (laughs) Oh, any, anything can be made into everything on, uh, there's a porn substitute for everything. Oh, okay. Which I'm kind of worried to find out what the porn substitute for the show is. Yeah. (laughs) There's one. There is one. Probably. Well, now that you said no, it, yeah. now that it, now right. that we've said it, they're probably they're probably, they're probably filming true. right now. Yeah, you guys just, just need to send us a royalty check, okay? Yeah. And we're good. Okay. <laughs> this message not a. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So so I just do an image search and then I just track them down that way. I mean, I I could go to, you know, Games Workshop or you go to to Reaper, or you go to these places and do searches in there as well. But I usually start really broad and try to find some ideas. And then just follow links through until I get to the manufacturer or the model. So. Okay. So a little bit of legwork. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Some people probably don't do that, but mm-hmm. like I said, I'm really geeky about but this the, part. Yeah, so. but it sounds well. Funny. Yeah, it's like I don't know. It is definitely one of the funnest things. Like you, you've been working on this character and you play this character and you want there to be some type of visual. It's just sure. It's, it's fun to create that. Hooray for ghosts. All right, we're back. Okay, so uh, I have, like I said, around 300 miniatures from Reaper Bones. Uh, I did a Kickstarter. And so first place I go to is I look through those because I have a lot to choose from. I mean, it's amazing. The quality of those and the detail and the variety Mm -hmm. was just I mean, it's like I get so excited about it. Right. Yeah, they've had some pretty far-fetched ideas.
And we're back again. So, Yay! Um, hooray, Skype! So yeah. I, thought, I, I don't thought know what it's doing. I'm like, I will find a character, uh, a it's miniature electric with an electric guitar. guitar. Lo and behold, Reaper has a character with an electric guitar. A, a, a studded leather wearing female. That's awesome. Who's had elf qualities and had an electric guitar. And I'm like, no. It was like they read your mind. It was like they read your mind. They're like someone somewhere. Wants Somebody to wants to draw drop a a wood elf bard with an electric guitar. Yeah. Yep. I don't I don't know what's going on. <laughs> so yeah, my meta gamer sense is tingling. Reaper is one of the. I think. I mean, their name is everybody knows their name yeah. that's in this. You know. Yeah, they've been pretty much the established name and yeah. non. I guess non war game related. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there is a war game related to Reaper, yeah. but it's yeah, really that's secondary, really. Yeah. So, and their paints are also fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like, I haven't found paints that I like better than Reapers. They, you know, when you take just you could just go to the store and get regular acrylic paints, but then you have to, you know, you have to get water them down mm-hmm. so that they're great text, the right uh, consistency. Yeah. But it can't be too thin because then it just, you know, puddles up. Yeah. And um, you end up having to do way more coats because you have to do super thin coats. Yeah. And then do like three or four coats to get yeah. the color that you want. Whereas Reaper, they they go on perfectly. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you do a couple of coats, but it's it's just so nice. Yeah. I love their paints. They are expensive, but they're worth it. Yeah. So. So that's good. Yeah. So then, um, I guess real quickly, then is is there has there ever been a time you were dissatisfied with your miniatures experience? Yeah, I'm with my own. I'm really critical of my painting, and for whatever reason, like I finish one and then I take pictures of it, and the pictures pick up stuff like mistakes, and I'm like, oh, I can't fix that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm constantly like trying to um, to fix things, and then sometimes like I will paint. Like both Andy and I, my husband Andy, we we do it together. Um, he'll paint something, or I'll paint something. And we just hate it, so we just strip it down again and start over. Because, and that's the best thing to do, because you you get to a point where you can't. There's only so much paint you could put on it before you start losing the details yeah. on the mini. They're so small, and so you just if you don't like it, just start over, um, and go almost a completely opposite direction. Actually, good idea or a good. Um, Example of this was when I was working on Flagoon's creatures. Yeah. For his Shadows of Brimstone. Uh huh. And I was working on what are those um, troll-looking? Oh, the uh, the night terrors. The night terrors. I was going to go with like a icy kind of a look. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking. I was going to do because they've got these stones on the back on their back. Yeah. I thought, well, that's really cool. And they've got fur and then just gigantic claws. But it wasn't working. I hated it. I was like, Andy, I just can't stand this. This isn't working. I don't like it. So I went completely the the opposite direction, and I went lava. Okay. And, yeah, and they look, the, or at least the one that's finished looks awesome. Yeah, they they looked really cool. I ended up doing, like, the bright orange yellow, and then I faded into, like, a red and then to a deep blue, and then I mixed, like, a gunmetal black and a black. Mm-hmm. So it had a little bit of the shininess, like obsidian. All right, we got and, 90 seconds, yeah, two minutes. Yeah, it turned out awesome. So that's oh, a good wow. example of that. So, again, uh, I guess we're going to be uh, wrapping this up. Thank yeah. you very much to our uh, guest, Johnny uh, Worthen, today. Uh, it was a very awesome interview. Uh, if you He's are coming into the end of this, you can always check out our uh, archives on Am- or on uh, 
uh, that iTunes thing, also uh, Stitcher. Uh, you can also get them on uh, the uh, on your iPhone, iPhones, your Windows phones, and uh, you can also probably try to find them on some sort of some sort of uh, blog talk radio. Blog talk radio. Yeah. So there you go. Always like us on Facebook. Uh, check us out next week where we will be talking to somebody. Yeah, it looks like we're going to be talking with Michael Martin, the owner oh, of Gamers Inn, next all week. All right, so. we'll be talking to Gamers Inn. That's going to be awesome. Okay. Very good. So uh, I guess until next time, good night, Salt Lake. Good night, world. And as always, please get more from your games. If my calculations are correct, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, we're going to see some serious shit. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. <laughs> good night, everybody. Bye. Good night. Have good. a good one. Bye. Go to uh, check out GamersInLehigh.com. Yeah, Check them out. It's actually really awesome place. It's yeah. cool. Yeah. I'm ready to game, guys. Let's turn the yeah, show off here. so we can yeah. game. Okay. Sons of Anarchy, here we come. All right. <laughs> All right. Later, everybody. I'm just filling the next because we got like 10 seconds left. <laughs> yeah. And, and the blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. So blah, 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 blah. No, not really. Blah, 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 blah,